sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the queen of team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Welcome, everybody. Look who we have in the house today. I'm just going to go my bottom left because we have this, like, this Brady Bunch lineup right now, okay? And I'm looking at my guy, Bill Pintard. Put your hands together, everybody. Hey! How you doing, my man? I'm doing good. So I'm doing good. I mean, if yeah. anybody sees my face, I just light up every time you come on the show. Richard, <laughs> do we have something in the in stocked out here for him? I do have we something here. That you. yes, we do. Here we go. Foresters will go for their eighth NBC World Series championship. One zero is swung on and ripped to the first baseman. It's off his glove into right field, and the Foresters are going to get a run. Coming in to score is Isbell, and over to third is Boswell, and the Foresters take a one nothing lead. Burns right-handed hitter Kraus at the belt. Here's the 0-2 pitch. It's a chopper, high chopper to Williams on a hop. He feeds Kraus at the back, and he is out! And the Foresters throw their gloves and hats in the air as they make a dog pile behind the mound, and the Foresters win it, and Santa Barbara, for the eighth time, are the NBC World Series champions for the eighth time since 2006. There you go. That's the best do. That's that's editing, Richard. Yes, it is. <laughs> that's good. That's good editing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations well, you know. again, by the way. Uh, Thank you, Richard. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's great to see, and and I guess we can count on every even year we're going to bring home a trophy, huh? <laughs> Isn't that phenomenal? It's bizarre. Every, every other year except for 2011. Yeah. We've won since 2006. We've won, what it was, eight in the last 14 years. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. It was the whole deal. It was all our, it was our board. It was the coaches. It was the college coaches. And it was the players and their families that trusted us um, to be able to do this in as the safest possible way. Um, I, we would not have had a season if it wasn't for Ed St. George. He put up, he put 20 guys in and they were all living in the same place, but individually. So we had a deal. Their parents of the players couldn't go in those apartments. Wow. We did. We didn't let anybody. We, and we had an incident where this one kid moved in and he's, his mom and his girlfriend came to help and she was positive. We didn't know until after, but he, we got him tested. We got him out of there and he got tested. He didn't have it. But the thing is, we just went, first of all, dude, you're going somewhere for six weeks. Why do you need your mommy hey, and your girlfriend? Hey, 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 hey. I'm, I'm that helicopter mom. Slow. Nah, 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 yeah, tell nah, me you can go down and do no game. Helicop- no helicopter yeah. mom and no COVID-19. Yeah, and then, that's right. And so then we just set up a policy and they all did that. So that wouldn't have, that wouldn't have happened. We wouldn't have had a season for that. But Richard, what a season we had. We had, without a doubt, this was the best group 
of players we've ever had. You know, what's really phenomenal is you have accomplished something in such a way that unfortunately Major League Baseball hasn't. And I got to tell you, with what's been happening thus far, I wish, and you know I am an avid lover of the game, and I want to see baseball, but not like this. This is, I say, scrap 2020. Let's just start over next year. Well, the the thing is, there's individuals taking, uh, being selfish. Yeah. And, And we sent guys home. I'll tell you another thing. We're going to Wichita. And one of our players, who's our number two pitcher, he's really good, folks. He is really good, and we need him in Wichita. He goes to his brother's wedding, and he says, Coach, it's only going to be a little family wedding. So he calls me back. Well, I'm back. I said, how is the wedding? He says, oh, it's pretty good. Kind of crazy. I said, how many people are there? He said, 80. I said, don't come back. You can't. We're leaving, We're leaving in less than a week to go to Wichita. You can't come back. So, Richard, they, they got to do that stuff. Yeah. The problem with Major League Baseball is, I mean, if you really adhere to it and try not to stay away from people as much as you possibly can, yeah, then that's, that's the least you can do, yeah. I think. Um, you know, and, and you still can get it. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you, we don't know. I mean, do we know if you can get it from substances or if you can get it? We know yeah. somebody sneezes on you, you can get it. Oh, but yeah. we don't. We don't know. So, yeah. well, anyway, congratulations yeah, again. Were, it's fantastic. It was rewarding. Yeah. So, so thank this, you this will be up, um, up in all of your memories. You know, when you're that guy in the in the rocking chair, you know, smoking <laughs> a stogie, doing your reflections. Yeah, Where would this one rank? Yeah. Right up there. <laughs> yeah. The 2006 was our first one. This is right up there with. Really. As far as rewarding. As yeah. for, I don't know if you know, but we, we had to do three different schedules. We got approvals three different times. We had to go back for approvals. And we were on a thread at one time. Well, but the parks in Santa Barbara were open. They were open. So that enabled us to do that. Our governor said professional sports is able to operate. We qualified under professional sports because nice. of stipends. For the housing and meal money. Nice. Um, and we just couldn't have spectators. And we could control it behind the plate. We were allowed X amount of people because the space, 10 people, and they were mostly scouts. Uh, out in the outfield, we couldn't control that. That was up to the park range. But there were no fans. It was really sad because the fans couldn't see this type of, uh, um, uh, of a team play. Right. Hey, I'm a little panicked. I just got a little battery thing. I'm going to go get my battery. You guys keep talking without me because okay, otherwise, so real, otherwise so I'm going to go dark on you. Oh, there you go. So uh, we'll see you in a couple of minutes and he'll come um, to us after break. So as he leaves, let's do our little thing of thank you, Richard, for that piece. Love you, man. You that bet. Was awesome. You bet. That was yeah, fun well, together. Yeah. So, I, uh, Bill, what we do. Okay, good. <laughs> Bill, what we do at the very end before we go to our first break is we just all go around the room and I uh, like to express some gratitude, um, you know, just real fast, like 10 seconds each. So we'll start off with Christine Marie. What are you thankful for this week, Christine? 
Um, this week, I'm thankful to uh, Mike and Ricardo at the Montecito YMCA, who've done, who have uh, made a found a way to offer another water aerobics class. So now there's three Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday mornings at ten, and it's such an incredible class that I was so excited that they made that third one happen. So my shout out is to them. Thank you. Nice. Okay, I'm gonna go next. We're just gonna go right. I this is how my screen works. Okay, so I'm gonna <laughs> uh, give my love to Phil. Uh, Philip Ludlow, he actually gave me a two-week pass to Cathedral Oaks Country Club because I was complaining about not being able to get into a pool. You know that, Christine, right? And he goes, well, I'll have a two-week pass. I'm like, yeah, bang. <laughs> so thank you, Philip Ludlow. I love you. All right. And then this way I get to, you know, check it out to see if I like it. Um, so, Sloan, what do you say? Oh, man. I, you know, I'm grateful my daughter actually is doing homeschool right now. I mean, she's still with Santa Barbara High, but they started classes yesterday. And um, it's just, it's working with her natural circadian rhythms. You know, she's sleeping till she gets up in time. She's got time. There's not, there's no rushing happening right now. Nice. I love that. At home and it's calm. She's way more calm right now than if she was having to get up and get in the car and go find park and all that other stuff. So I'm actually grateful for that today. Uh, this is a, an um, unexpected blessing of COVID and doing school remotely. Yeah, living with a female that's probably a, your mini you and no cranky. I love that. Melissa, what do you say? Oh, boy, I got a list. But mostly for those teachers that work their tails off to make the remote learning work and that are still working their butts off. I have a junior at San Marcos in one room and a senior at DP in another. So that's what I'm thankful for. Thank you. All right, we'll get back to you in a little bit later. Ed Langla, what do you say? Well, the first thing that came into my mind was I'm thankful for being able to be on this show, which gives me something to do with all the COVID restrictions. So I'd like to thank you, Erica, and Dr. D for allowing this whole program to come together on Zoom. Oh, don't oh, thank, thank us. Thank guys. COVID. Might not go back though. We'll see. That's okay, right. Okay, say Chilling, my Richard, my boy. What do you say? I am completely with Ed. I am so thankful to have this show and and this amazing cup of tea that I have this morning and all of the people that went into its manufacturing. <laughs> um, <laughs> just it's the simple things, you know. Nice. All right, Lori Cortez is in the house. We got to come to you. You got to be our first section after break. What do you say? Good morning. Well, I want to echo the, you know, just my appreciation for the teachers and all the educators at the higher levels, too, that have really worked all summer to, to make the online learning, the remote learning so engaging for the students and to try, you know, starting off the year with such positive attitudes. So. Okay, so you're first up. So you be ready. Okay, I'm after ready. break, we're going to you. Okay, Bill, I already know you had mentioned uh, before record who you like, but you can give a shout out to anybody you want before we go to break. Well, I'm grateful to be on the show, and I'm so grateful that I live in Santa Barbara and have a community like this. And they're awesome. They're loving. They're awesome. They're easy to work with. And to the City Parks and Recreation Department, Rich Hanna at St. George. Oh, thank you. Hey, let's give our all claps to Mr. St. George. That's a lot of love, and uh, I've heard his name often. And uh, yeah, it's it's guys like him in this town that keep it moving. So we're very blessed to have a gentleman like yourself and him in this community. 
and all of us here today. So let's take a little break. This is Eric Sald of the Queen of Teen. We'll be back with more after these messages. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. We are back. Okay, what I want to do before we get to Lori Cortez, I want to give a little shout because I have gotten a couple of calls. And where is our Connor Street? Story on him is he's a senior now at Bishop and he w- he owns 805 Seafood. And he was doing um, call-ins and giving us fishing reports. And it was just a really great, during COVID, somebody, you know, took the incentive and wanted to start his own fishing company. So what he's doing right now is um, he's going to be off for about a month because he's working doubles and triple shifts on another boat so he could save up money to buy a bigger boat. There you go. Because, you know, the rock fish was working, but now he wants to go over to the island to get some uh, big fish. So. Uh, Connor, we are following you. We are loving you, uh, giving you commercials. And um, I will keep the public informed of 805 Seafood if you want to get your fish when you're back rolling again. So, Lori Cortez, what's going on if you're a college applicant? And this is the craziest time to, if I, thank God my kids are, I, I could, I would not be able to sustain this if I was yes. a parent. It is it is a crazy time for that's, students because that's why I hired you, Lori, two times. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, you're right, though, Erica. I mean, it is just a crazy time for for seniors, for juniors, sophomores, and freshmen too, and for college college students because everybody's up in the air with what they should be, you know, wondering, you know, what's the right move. My my advice to well, let me start with seniors because those you know they have their deadlines coming up, and my advice to them is. Keep moving along. Keep completing your application essays. Work really hard on those. Work hard on developing your resume and really describing to admissions officers what it is you've accomplished. And and if possible, test. You know, if you have not tested, even though the SATs and ACTs are getting canceled, register for the ones you know in October and November because those will still count. Uh, if you are not able to to secure the testing, then many schools have gone test optional, but the schools are still saying if you have strong scores, submit those and they will strengthen your application. Many schools are still saying that, so in order to have the strongest application possible, that's what you want to do. Uh, let me talk Let me talk about juniors and sophomores and freshmen too, because as you know, Erica, from, you know, from your children, this, that is the college preparation time. So that these years are very important for adding depth to your resume and adding depth to your transcript. And I know many of the schools in Santa Barbara have gone to the block schedule, which is great because that allows students to go in depth into a particular course in, you know, in a semester's worth of time. And then they move on. And I think for, for remote learning, that's really important. They still get the year's worth of credit, of course, for it. As, and so I'm still advocating that students, you know, take all of, you know, four years at least of the math, four years of English, four years of foreign language, four years of the sciences, and, 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 and extracurricular activities within their areas of interest, or extracurricular classes within their areas of interest. 
as far as their activities go, it, it's, it's kind of a tough time right now because students are restricted to interacting with their community. It's, and so they have to seek out virtual ways to interact with their community. And there's a, a lot of clubs, uh, like high school clubs, have gone online. So it's still a great way uh, for students to join these organizations at school and reach out to community community members virtually. I actually have a, a, a good story of a, a, a high school freshman actually, who started um, communicating with people in retirement home. And and he before COVID, when he was in eighth grade, he actually started going in and 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 meeting with the people. And then when all of this happened, you know, he stopped for a while and. And then he decided to take it virtual. So now he's communicating with them via Zoom or Skype or whatever. And, and the retirement, uh, the, the people that live in the retirement home absolutely adore him. He's, he's a great, oh. great young man. And I thought, what a neat way to reach out to your community. And, and especially in this time of isolation. And we know that so many older people do feel isolated. So it's just a great way for the generations to mix as well. That's, that's the things I would think, Lori, am I right? When you're doing your college essay, instead of yes. hammering the whole COVID, 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 put, take the twist on it. And this is what came out of it. Be positive. Like, exactly. Was it right. And, and I'm actually glad that you brought that up, Erica, because um, the, the admissions officers are telling us, and this would be for seniors, don't make your essay topics about COVID uh, because everybody's going through it. But weave in, like you said, Erica, weave in what you did that was positive, you know, during this time. So you're still you're you're still detailing your accomplishments and, and how you're engaging with your community. But two things are extremely important for everybody to remember. Number one is academic initiative. So do not do not slack off with academics. Take still take the 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 core classes, the AP, the honors classes that you're capable of taking. And Add and build your resume. Your resume will look different than somebody's somebody that applied to college three or four years ago. That's okay. You're building your resume. You're adding depth to it, and you're finding things to do that are in your area of interest. So, engaging yeah. with your community and taking academic initiative. Those are the two key points for college-bound students. I take I take heart to that with a lot of the athletes that I'm, I know that are the B students, and I'm like, you know. You've got time now. Power. Get yes. that A, I said, because honestly, with, with my son, John, um, 200, it literally costs, Ronnie and I split it, but it's $265 a month for Holy Names, which is a very, very expensive school. And yeah, the baseball got a chunk there, but we got most of the money because of the academics. Right. You know, right. I mean, he just, uh, thank God he woke up because it's not like he was, you know, in the top 10 in his class at Bishop in high school. It was well, he did pretty well. Not that we didn't think he had the brains, Lori. You knew he had the brains. He has the brains and he yes. did pretty Fortunately, yeah. it, 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 woke, it woke up later. See, so that's, that's awesome. So, right. yeah, number one in his class, actually. So, excellent, right. excellent advice. We love you, Lori. Anytime you want to participate, we, anybody have any questions? Yes, Richard. I have a junior oh, and a senior. Oh, so you've got your hands full. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. do. Do we need me to stop? No, He's no, gonna... say what you have. You have a question before she gets off? Sorry. <laughs> so my junior is in all AP classes and he sings and he's on volleyball and all that, but he has a hard time getting enough classes because of the 
the switch to virtual. They gave him a dismissal. I'm like, really? No dismissal. So it's a, it's a nice fight right now. Maybe check into um, city college classes to supplement that. Or, or there's also online programs that, you know, the, the high school has to approve the programs, but there's um, a school called Laurel Springs that offers on, online remote learning. And I, I know it's approved by Santa Barbara Unified. So, yeah, so, so check into something like that. But you definitely, and that's, again, that's academic initiative. So even though the students are having a hard time getting the classes with their school, they go outside of school. And, and, and make that effort. Yeah, and he, he has a summer and stuff. Yeah. I could give you Lori's uh, contact information as well, Melissa, if you have any questions. She's got a great website. She puts a lot Definitely. of information on her website as well. Sure. And I give her five stars. I think if you wanted to be bored because you don't, you don't have a life, you know, like me, you could read my testimonial that's on that's her right. website. <laughs> I will, but I will definitely I, reach out to you. I, I have different types of learners. Melissa, I did nothing, okay? I handed my kid a credit card. That is it. I, I could not be a part of that process. Okay, you I might not have that credit card luxury, but, you know. Yeah, well, that's what I did back in the day, to say, oh, please, Lori, help me. Okay, good. Right, let's take a little break. Eric Salda, the community team, will be back with more after these messages. Ed Langlow, you're next. We are back, and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host. Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Okay, Ed Langlow, I know you have a following, okay? <laughs> yes, I hope I, so. Thank I you. I in the store the other day, you know, with my shield, okay? Yeah. Uh, I don't know my voice carries or something like that. And they somebody wanted to know who's the gentleman with the deep voice? <laughs> Ed Langlow. Okay. Yeah. Well, it was only two choices, okay? So it was definitely Ed. Yeah. That singing voice. You and Sloan need to get together and maybe do yeah, something. I, I, I want to see that. I want you guys to do I'm that. I'm planning on that. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Well, I need to, you know, I've taken uh, voice coaching for the singing, but I've never done anything for voiceover. So I, I've talked to Sloan a little bit, and I need to get all of her and make her those arrangements. There so, you go. one. Okay, uh, we do have a If Only I'd Known segment. If Only I'd Known is a mentor's moment with the teens with us on Zoom, as well as those listening into the show. And today's theme is Be Prepared. Since 1907, all around the world, Be Prepared has been the Scouts' motto. I remember when I was young, I thought that was pretty corny, but then that might explain why I often showed up unprepared. Now, I feel the best way to understand the importance of being prepared is to think about the ramifications of showing up for life unprepared. Most everything we do requires some preparation. Just consider all the things you do, most without really thinking about them, before you can even go out of your house. And today, that includes, don't forget your mask. Suppose you show up for a Forester's baseball game unprepared. Say you forgot your mitt. Would that make you look like maybe a dunce right off the bat? 
Then if you haven't been practicing scooping up those ground balls and one comes your way and you miss it, or you've been missing batting practice and when you come up to bat, you strike out, I'd say you were unprepared. There's nothing more embarrassing or humiliating than stumbling around because you showed up for something unprepared and it's not that difficult to avoid. Whether it's exercising for a big surf contest, practicing for a guitar solo, or studying for a test, all you need to do is look at what's coming in an hour, in a week, or in a month, and think about what part of that you'd like to be more ready for. It's easy. For example, if you're going to talk to someone about something important, just think about what you're going to say. There, you're prepared, and all it took was a little thought. In 1908, Robert Baden Powell wrote, to be prepared means you're always in a state of readiness in mind and in body. And having thought beforehand about any accident or situation that might occur. Now, we've talked about emergency preparedness kits on teen sports in the past. So if we have an eight point earthquake, do you have a kit? Do you know where it is? Boy, if only I'd known when I was young how big a deal being prepared really is. My advice, don't just let life happen to you, because it will. Life will fill your days with something, so prepare yourself for all that's coming. Promise you this, if you look at all the things in life that are coming your way, whether it's a test in school or an occupation you're thinking about, and prepare for it, You'll handle that future much, much better. Take care and stay prepared. I'm Ed Langlo. I'll see you next time on If Only I'd Known. Nice. All right. So this Thank is the we over to our terrific. We have a family tarot reader, Bill. Okay. So if you're all into that, because, you know, I've had to expand the show, okay, to, on the spiritual side. So Christine Maria is our tarot reader. What card um, did you pull this morning? Well, I have, I started actually um, thinking, uh, uh, well, the, I pulled the four of pentacles, um, which is a card of, um, it's interesting because in most decks, this is a card of selfishness. There's like a king and he's got a coin here and a coin on his, and he's holding a coin here and a coin under each foot. And he's saying, mine, mine, mine. But in this deck, which is, I think, more of evolved, it's about really exquisite self-care and taking care of oneself and setting appropriate and healthy boundaries. Um, and it's also about just being safe. It's, and that castles made of sand will fall into the sea eventually. So the lights inside, um, it's like, what is most important in life? What are the things that are most important? What do we hold most dear? And really setting healthy boundaries and taking really good care to be able to, you know, to prepare to protect those, right? Um, so it's about really um, setting really healthy boundaries and taking good care of oneself, which is a good, you know, good thing to do these days for sure. All right, Sloan, you want to add to that? I could look how excited you are. You're busting out of the seams. Oh, well, I know I love every week. Everything just kind of flows into each other. And one of the things I'm finding with a lot of my voice clients, you know, there was the issue with the migraines and anybody who's traveled or been on a plane, they come home and they're freaking out because their throat is sore. and like, don't freak out. Let's just breathe. Let's dial it all down. But, you know, uh, in, in alignment with Christine, that card, what it's coming down to is people um, being afraid of things that they ha don't have control over, being afraid to speak up when they need to set boundaries, worried about what other people are going to think about and worrying about disappointing others. 
Uh, so this has been a theme all week with uh, more than half of my clients this week. And, and it's, it's what's fascinating. I got to love what I do. Uh, just in the sessions with the breathing and the relaxing and the getting grounded, literally the clients are feeling a difference. This all starts to relax the tonal quality, the sound leaving their, their voice changes on the spot while I'm working with them. So, so exciting. Good stuff. Nothing about singing there, but I will sing a scale when I introduce you. <laughs> oh, good. We'll do that on the next break. We've got a minute or so, but. Mountain Sage Healing, you are definitely going to um, add into what you said because Richard's Remedies is all about healing. So what do you say to help add and uh, put, all that, put out that fire? Yeah, so we tend to store emotions like fear, loss, grief. We store that right in the lungs, and it really affects our breathing. It affects what comes out of us. We start to breathe from our chest and not from our diaphragm. We end up getting all stressed out, and it makes us all tense. And really one of the best ways to do that is to let go of what is being held in the lungs. And there are a lot of different ways we can do it. We can approach it um, you know, from a, from a more emotional, mental perspective. We can say, okay, this is how I'm feeling. I accept that, but I'm choosing to focus on something different, something better, the outcome that I want to see. And we can also approach it from the physical. So the physical can also cure the emotional. So with things like the lungs, the things like eucalyptus, um, tea, warm tea, one of the things that I like to do is I'll take a warm bowl and fill it with boiling water, add an essential oil like eucalyptus or rosemary that really opens up the, the air passages, passages, and I'll throw a towel over my head and I'll just breathe in that warm steam and it turns around like that it's calming you end up releasing all the tension that's in your chest and once you start to get into that pattern over and over again all of a sudden you notice regularly you're standing straighter your breathing is is more clear your voice is more clear you're not holding on to things you're letting things go and all of a sudden you're happy and content and in your space you got another minute dominique you got to add back on that then i'm going to close it out with bill well, uh, I was just thinking that part of being prepared is having these good habits. And if you have a habit of self-soothing by adjusting your breathing, and then also, like Richard said, grabbing a cup of tea. You, with a cup of tea, you can give yourself a little bit of that steam therapy just with a cup of tea. So this is all part of being prepared is having these habits to breathe and actually be in our body. Go to your feeling nature when you're having a panic attack. You want to feel, you want to smell, you want to feel the wind. So it's all just so beautiful. <laughs> Bill, we got to take a break, but you got to close us out, baby. Okay, well, uh, I have a question for Christine. Castles made of sand fall into the sea eventually. I know who that was in a song. Where did you get that from that song? Yeah, yeah, it's a Jimi Hendrix. Jimi right? Hendrix, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Voodoo child. Hey, you going to show us some air guitar? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I was a fan of his. That would have been my walk-up song. But I think, I think you can only control what you can control. And we say this on the baseball field all the time. And get to the now. And the way you get to the now is through focus. Yeah. But you really can't worry about or preoccupy yourself with what you can't control. Take care of yourself, the preparedness for this COVID environment. Take care of yourself. You have that responsibility. And by taking care of yourself and being responsible, you're taking care of your neighbors. 
Exactly. The other thing is breathing. Breathing is so important. We should get up in the morning and take, I know I take my seven breaths. Seven's kind of a spiritual number. I take seven in the morning and I go all 30 seconds with them, which totals up to, I think, uh, two hours and 10 seconds. My math was good. Um, <laughs> but two minutes a day to breathe before you start your day. Nice. I love that. Breathe before you start your day. Let's take a little break. This is Erica Salda, the queen of teen. We will be back. Hi, Dominique. Yay, Dominique is in the house. Okay, Richard at Mountain Saint after these messages. We are back, and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host. Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Mountain Sage Healing Arts. I love this part of the show. It's towards the end. Everybody gets to relax. Hopefully everybody has their cup of tea. What are you going to do for us today, Richard? Well, I was thinking, just to keep with the theme of the show, to talk a little bit about preparedness and, and how we can do that from an emotional and, and mental perspective. Um, and I, I want to talk about this exercise that I do. And before I go into a situation, regardless of what it is, maybe it's getting onto a, a sports team, maybe it's um, getting into a specific college, um, whatever it is, what I do first is I sit down with myself and say, what are my limiting beliefs? So what do I think about what it is that I'm going into? What are my expectations and what are my core beliefs about it? And it really requires knowing yourself and being pretty introspective, which, you know, you, you get better at with practice. And what I do is I write down all of those doubts, fears, and limiting beliefs in a, in a big list. And then I cross them out. And next to them, I write the positive intention. So let's say it's it's getting in, into college and I'm saying, well, I, I, I don't actually think I'm going to get into this college because I'm not good enough. Well, I'm going to cross that out and I'm going to write, I am good enough. I, I can get into this college. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to cycle that through my head on a regular basis. So whenever I'm not engaged in conversation or not doing anything, I'm going to be saying to myself, I, ca I can do this. I am good enough. I deserve to have this, whatever. So the idea is, is to really unwrite your negative thoughts and change them into positive ones. So we want to focus on the positive outcome on the end and live in that end. And what we'll realize is that things will start to shift to get us to that end. But the thing is, if we have like a lot of limiting beliefs, what's going to happen is you're going to end up seeing things that are contrary to what it is that you want. And this is where persistence comes in. And you really have to stick to your goal and keep to the end result. And in a way that you can't possibly imagine, it will end up happening. And you will start to see that you really will start to see things that will indicate the, the complete opposite. And, and what you have to do is just say, okay, you know, this is still leading me to what I want. This is part of a bridge of incidences. This has to happen to get me to what I want. And what you're doing is you're erasing all of the negativity from yourself. You're drilling it out of yourself. You're only living in the positive. And that way, no matter what happens, whether you get it or not, you will get it if you, if you really focus on the end and don't have limiting beliefs anymore. But if for some reason you don't, you're okay. You know, it, it doesn't matter because you're, you're happy and you're not feeling negative. You're 
you're not holding in those negative beliefs. And this is also really important as it relates to issues like anxiety. So again, in, in my opinion, to really be prepared, the best thing we can do is to sit with ourselves and say, what is causing me to not be prepared? What are my expectations and what is the story I'm telling myself about what it is that I want to get? Do I want to get into a, a college? What grade do I want to get on a piece of paper? What's the story I'm telling myself? And then changing that story and every single thing that pops up into my reality, every single thing that I see, assuming that that is still leading me to get me to where I want to go. And as long as you can stay focused on that clear path in front of you, you will get there. And if for some reason you have enough limiting beliefs that you don't get to that specific thing, another path will open up and you will get to something better because you're living in positivity, you're living in gratitude, and you're focusing on the end and you're feeling the end. Great. So, so Christine, Dominique, and Sloan, we're going to have you all three chime in. Christine, what say you? Um, yeah, I, oh gosh, I had a thought that came and, and, and then it, it, it flitted out, but, um, uh, that, that sense of really just allowing for, you know, oh, I know what it is about being in the moment, you know, you can be as prepared as you can, but also staying in the moment because when you stay in the moment, what, as we stay in the moment, as I stay in the moment, um, and breathe, I'm very much aware of the things that are coming. If I'm so worried and I can't, and I'm still so trying to make something happen. Um, I don't even see the happenings that are coming. So it's about really breathing, staying prepared, staying calm, staying in this space to really see that the openings are happening all around us. That's been my, and so I love, I love to do, yes, do, do the, the thoughts and creating our realities and then being aware of when our reality is coming towards us and saying yes. But this is great because our kids today are going through something. I know that uh, with their attention span, I can't even wrap my brain around all the emotions they're going through. So information like this that, you know, a, an adult can pass on or we have a lot of older, um, an older community also that listens to the show. I mean, they could be the wise grandparents and share this information. So really, at the end of the day, it's about building a really strong team and children, you know, child community. Dominique. I was just going to add that when I was growing up, journaling and having diaries and stuff like that, that was a very common practice. And so we need to be encouraging our teens and our kids make use of writing and write these things down. And as Richard said, if you write down something negative, write it down, put a line through it and put it in a positive statement and help yourself out. That's really fantastic. Nice. Slow. Yeah, you know, our words are so powerful and uh, definitely our thoughts are things uh, that which we focus our attention on. We create more of whether it's positive or negative. Great to have a plan. Great to be prepared. Great to dream big and then detach from the outcome because you may get to that goal, but it might end up looking really different from how you had planned or thought it was going to look. Right. Melissa. Do you have little little tools that you use for yourself or that you share with your kids so they can help them through this? You know, since you're the mom in the house with the kids in the house. Well, Sloan is too, but. Well, we've always told each one of them that they can do whatever they put their minds to. And Ryan, especially having Down syndrome and him, you know, he's like, yeah, I have Down syndrome. What's the big deal? Well, we never you don't make a big deal of something that. What does it matter? Everything, everything is possible if you put your mind to it and you work hard and you stay focused and stay humble and 
always be a good person and treat Bill, others better than you want to be treated. We're going to let you finish the last minute, and then we've got a little bit of time left at the end. Talk to me, baby. Oh, he was, you said me? Yeah. He was talking about, he said persistence. Go back to when you were talking about being persistent in your thought process. Can you repeat that? That was key. Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of the times when we want something, what will happen is we'll start to see things that, that are showing us that we don't quite have that. But the right. thing is, is, it takes us a little bit of time to turn our thoughts around and it takes a little bit of time for reality to catch up with us, to catch right. up with what we want. Once we start to focus on that goal, it's it's not going to be all at once because we still have so many negative things that we have to dr- drill out that, that, we're, that we're seeing, these patterns. So as exactly. long as we focus on the outcome and persist in that what we want is going to happen the way we want it to i think when he said that um persistence is really the key in accomplishing things you can't get waylaid if there's a big boulder in your road but you want to get down that road well you got to get a whatever tool you have you got to break that boulder into gravel and you can get through gravel but it takes a certain a, a, a driven persistence to get through those obstacles and you can't lose sight of it. Things don't come easy. And when he said that word persistent in the thought process, that just lit, lit me up, man, because you got to be dogged. You got to be a dog on the bone. Yeah, but I, you know, as well as I do, I know Bill's in the shower. I was like, winner, winner, New York pizza dinner. Let's take a <laughs> The Queen of Teal will be back with more after these messages. We are back, and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host. Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Yay! Okay. Four minutes approximately. Christine, you had said something during break, and I don't want to get to Bill, but what did you say? Oh, uh, what had come to me when Richard was speaking was the sentence that I love to say when it doesn't look like things are happening is that despite, in spite of all contrary appearances all appearances to the contrary it is still happening what i want is still coming to me even though it doesn't look like it and some because the universe is canny you know and sometimes you have to go through something that doesn't look like what you want to actually get what you want and i've had that experience more than once so it's super powerful despite all appearances to the contrary it's still happening i'm still getting what i want we all go through trials and tribulations and sometimes when the outcome doesn't isn't uh, with me always it's timing uh, come on come on come on let's get let's get there and then i look at it that i was i was told by my i'm not shy to say i go to therapy i was told by my therapist it's just like well erica they're giving you this aren't you excited <laughs> you know what i mean it's like part of the process it wasn't bad to get to the end it's just all chapters in a book so bill what do you say well um specifically what yeah well at the end of the day you know when i when i look at you and i'm giving you the sign okay yeah well i, 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 I what was that 
I gave you the butt side. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not bunting. I'm hitting away. Okay. We don't bunt. We go for it. Right. I just, uh, I just think embrace the journey. Embrace the journey. You have your goals and everything else, but embrace every day that you got. I know it's corny or it's cliche and everything else, but really do. Look around and go. Like, I'm impatient like you're impatient. Uh, Eric, I know you're an impatient, but embrace the journey because, oh, hey, we're not there yet. Hey, the bus isn't here yet. We, but, you know, you might find something on that bus stop that you wouldn't have observed if you weren't spending that extra time there. Yeah. How about well, that? let's see. We got we're we're done for the day, but mm-hmm. Bill, just understand that this program has really wrapped themselves. You know, the foresters are a big part of this community. Everything that you've done, we love you. We're so proud of you. Mm-hmm. We appreciate the relationship that you have with News Press Radio. So to what Richard said and everybody else, this phrase I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. They love you, Richard. God bless everybody. Be kind, be patient, loving. See you next week. Foresters will go for their eighth NBC World Series championship. 1-0 is swung on and ripped to the first baseman. It's off his glove into right field. And the Foresters are going to get a run. Coming in to score is Isbell. And over to third is Boswell. And the Foresters take a 1-0 lead. Burns right-handed hitter. Kraus at the belt. Here's the 0-2 pitch. It's a chopper. High chopper to Williams on a hop. He feeds Kraus at the back, and he is out! And the Foresters throw their gloves and hats in the air as they make a dog pile behind the mound, and the Foresters win it, and Santa Barbara for the eighth time are the NBC World Series champions for the eighth time since 2006. Oh, no.